the I didn't realize you liked me that way deal. Because it's one thing to receive McDonald's, but an entirely other thing to know that they woke up early to face the world and bring you McDonald's breakfast still hot in the bag. Appreciate you. There's a deal for every morning. Now grab two loaded sausage burritos for only three bucks. Prices and participation may vary. Single item at regular price. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Recorded live. Welcome to the jungle. This is the John and Paul Show brought to you by adventuresinministry.com where you find the free app and the resources, the series, and all things you need for ministry free right there. I am Paul with John, as always. This is the show. It's Friday, the call-in show. Welcome. Good afternoon, everybody. Hope that everyone is ready for a wonderful weekend. Paul, are you excited about this weekend? It's Halloween weekend. I'm excited about the weekend. I'm always excited about the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Why? You work on Sunday. Yeah, but... I don't work on Saturday, not every Saturday. Not every Saturday. What are you going to do this weekend, Paul? I mean, come on. I I don't know. Alabama's not even playing this weekend. Honestly, you want to know the truth? What? We're going to the pumpkin patch. Oh. Before Sperlins. At the pumpkin patch. Let the kids pick out the pumpkin and come home and cut them out. Oh, that is so sweet. You know what? It's a theme for – I'm committed to my family. (laughs) <laughs> I try, I try, I really do Oh my goodness Well, we are glad that you are joining us We have a bunch of people already joining us here this morning We are glad that you are here uh, Brian Crane is joining us He said that Hello, that Brian. our guest is excited to talk to us this morning here That we're going to have on here in just a moment I wonder why Brian has never tuned into our show ever I, I know he is. I, I wonder why I, I think that uh, when you have him for youth and family ministry That may be a few points off We'll need to, yeah, yeah. Dog, dog points off Prepare for that, my friend Yes I uh, do want to talk to you a couple of things that are coming up. I want you to remember remember the ministry internship fair that will take place here on campus at Faulkner. November the 7th from 9 to 9 is completely free. Mm-hmm. We'd love to have you come. We've got some speakers coming. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast, lunch. Is that what BLD stands for? That's BLD. I was wondering what your show notes meant by BLD. Um, but there will be some... Um, some practical lessons that we'll be talking about, about interning, uh, internships. We'll be interviewing students. Um, there'll be youth ministers here from all over. Love to have you come and be a part of that. Um, I saw Dale was joining, joining us already. You know, this kind of got started last year with, um, wow. with, uh, with Dale. Yeah, yeah, he started last year with yeah. the Better YM. So, yeah, definitely. Taking oh, a step Dale forward. joined it. Dale called in. I just, oh, man, this could be a good three whole day. people in there. That's awesome. This could be a great day. Let me call it. Well, I know we want to kick in. This could be a busy, uh, a really busy uh, show that we have here, and we've got some more things we'll talk about in here. But uh, do you want to go ahead and uh, um, talk about the number for exposure? Yes. Yes. Exposure Youth Camp. We're up to 1608. 1608. Keep it coming. Woo, 600 more from 642 more for what I need. Come on, 492. guys. 492. Come 492. On. Come on. No. no. 392. 392. No, I need four. I need 642. Yeah, you do. 642. I hope that happens. I do. Yes. I do. So uh, uh, go ahead and keep getting that in. Uh-huh. And um, uh, we've now basically completed a month of registration. Yeah. So we got a whole other month to go. Hey, you know, if we've done 1,600 in a month. That could be 3,200. If the law of averages, which it works out. (laughs) As it stands, I would definitely get the stake on that one. As it stands, start the tiers. Embassy Suites is full. And um, the Spring Hill Suites, the newer hotel, even newer than Embassy, uh, is now a half full. Mm -hmm. um, Yep. And the Homewood Suites is waiting in the wind. Wind. Woohoo! All right, all right. Definitely get that in and and be a part of that. Yeah, please. The singing, the. Well, we'll have a whole show about that. We'll have a show about that. But sure. today, today is, is a special day. 
Is it? Because we have a special guest. We do. We do. Uh, and you. you mentioned earlier about the internship fair. This is one of our featured speakers for that as well. He is. I, I love the, our guest that we have here um, that has called in here today to be a part of our our show. Yeah. Um, Mr. Scott Bailey, the youth minister at the Beltline uh, Church up in Decatur, Alabama. Near and dear to our heart. Scott, yeah. welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Good to hear you all this morning. How are you doing, man? Man, I'm doing great. It's going to be cold this weekend. Uh, yes, you better you better like button up up there because it's it's cold down in Montgomery, and if it ever gets cold in Montgomery, you know you in North Alabama, you know it could be snowing. Yeah, yeah. Well, we have a middle school retreat this weekend too. How about that? Ooh, where, where are you heading? Where are you heading? Uh, we're going to Maywood. Great oh, cool. place, for, by the way. Just plug it in for it. Do that. Yeah, Maywood Christian Camp. Um, but Hamilton, yeah, is it safe to say now we can say new and improved? Um, yeah, that was yeah. always there. I think. It's great. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, but it, it may was always been a great location. Obviously, a lot of us grew up going to camp there and everything. And I did not. Um, you know, most I'm of from us Florida, uh, so uh, Central Florida, Bible but, camp. but but Maywood has always been on the cutting edge of trying to keep things current and everything. And really appreciate Jeff Goff and his crew for keeping it like it is. Yeah, that board yes. works hard at, at keeping that going. They do, definitely. definitely. Uh, Scott, basically, um, we, we're, we're glad you're with us today. Uh, you have something you'd like to plug as far as what's going on in your neck of the woods. And as you talk yeah. about that, we're going to try to pull some stuff up here. All right. Well, on November 18th, we will have our annual North Alabama flag football tournament. It takes place at Heritage Park in Colvin, Alabama. And it's just a way that we, we get our youth groups together. Uh, so we have a lot of fun. We play a flag football tournament. We uh, provide lunch during the day. Uh, we provide flags. Uh, we actually have a group from Faulkner that actually is coming up to uh, be our referees that day. Um, I can't say the name of the Go. club. Uh, Kappa Sigma Yeah, whatever. I think they were second place. Kappa Yeah, they were, Sigma. They were always Five. second to us when we were there, but that's not the I, I remember those. Oh. Facts. Yeah, yeah, I remember the ones coming up to do the work, so I love them for that. Way to go, brother. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah it, it's just a great day. It's a lot of fun. We've been doing this for about 12, 13 years now, uh, and it's an opportunity, like I said, just to get your youth group out and go play some football together. Um, if you want information or need information about it, you can go to uh, Beltline Church of Christ webpage and look under announcements, and you'll see the N-A-F-F-T uh, tag there, and you can pull that up, and it'll have rules and, and deadlines and everything that you'll need to know there. We'll also um, um, tweet that, too, through our, our Twitter account. Yeah, definitely. Did you, you, did say, you did say, Scott, that this thing has been going on for 12, 13 years. Y'all been y'all probably the, the first one that really kind of kicked this off, and, and, and I know other, other areas have had have, – have had – um, flag football tournaments. Uh, what has been the benefit you've seen out of this? You know, even if it's just camaraderie amongst other churches and and everything. What what has been the biggest impact that you have seen of something like this? Yes, I know everybody likes to have fun and win and do all that, but uh, you know, friendly rivalry and things. Um, but what has been the biggest impact you've seen? The biggest for us is being able to bring in some of the guys or girls that might not be involved in other things, but they think, hey, I really love sports. Uh, and, you know, initially it did start because we wanted to get youth groups together. But as great as that was, it really has turned out that it has been an opportunity for us to build stronger relationships within our own group because you pretty much spend all day with each other uh, and then have the, the battle of trying to win. Uh, so that, that's the biggest benefit I've seen. Hey, uh, I'm just curious, Scott, how far, how far off do folks come in for, for this event? Well, the furthest one time we had someone from Nacogdoches, Texas. Wow, yeah. that's legit. <laughs> wow, <laughs> winner, winner. That was uh, Scotty Spake, if you uh, remember. Oh yeah, Scotty. yeah, yeah. Love Scotty. That was his mom a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Church, my mom. Yeah. Uh, then we've had teams from Tennessee, from uh, North Georgia, uh, so they've been pretty much just all over the place. Man, that's amazing. They just want to come and win that North Alabama flag football tournament trophy. Yeah, it's high quality. 
<laughs> oh, that's awesome. You know, uh, uh, Scott, you you uh, you know, we talked a little bit last week about on our show, you know, about longevity and staying in ministry and stuff like this. You know, you're you're somebody that has been in ministry, you know, at one place, and and I know you taught school and did some things like this, but you've been at uh, been a youth minister there at Beltline since you graduated from here. You know, can you give you know some secrets out that uh, some of the people in our audience about how do you stay committed this long and and doing all of this? Good question. Uh, first of all, I have a great eldership. Uh, they are very, very supportive of the youth program. Uh, and because of that, it really makes it a whole lot easier for me um, because they are so pro-youth. So first of all, you've got to get your eldership on board. Second of all, uh, you've got to be willing to be whatever those kids are. Uh, I've met youth ministers before that uh, this is not their thing or that's not their thing. And, well, you just have to learn to, to roll with it. Um, and if you were to compare, uh, I guess the third thing is being willing to change things up. Uh, if you were to compare some of my calendars from the first few years to my calendars now, you'll see how a lot of things change. Uh, and you do that based on your clientele that you're dealing with, uh, because as they change, you've got to change. Uh, and so you'll have different strengths from time to time. Uh, and so that, that's really it, and not to mention the fact that I just, I'm a big kid and I love what I do. Uh, I know you weren't. We didn't prep you for these questions, but while, while I have you, I got to ask you um, because you've been there for so long. I realize there are times you go through the hills and valleys. What do you do when you find yourself in the valley and um, you're trying to spruce the room up a little bit, or or trying to encourage those that have lost friends to, to graduation, and they're trying to find that motivation to keep going? What's what's some advice you can give to, to the guys that are dealing with that? You add wood on the wall. Well. They really need to know exactly like you said that there's going to be peaks and valleys. Uh, I can remember times in my career where because I have a degree in education, I would go to the state website and fill out everything on there, uh, getting to where I'd have to hit enter to where it would send to my references, and then I I just didn't hit enter. And Mm -hmm. I said, you know, this is just a tough time. Let's step back and see what I can do Mm -hmm. different. Uh, How can I reach out? Um, and, you know, looking for that different thing uh, is not like the new the new thing. It's just looking for something different uh, that pulls in different people uh, because the biggest mistake I made as a young youth minister was focusing more on numbers than people, uh, meaning, you know, if I had an event and I didn't have 75 people show up at it, I was disappointed. But then what mm-hmm. I began to understand is it was more about the the quality of the people that were there more so than it was that were not there. So peaks and valleys are going to happen. Uh, just remember that as long as you're effective with, with one, you're probably going to be effective with several. You just have to not doubt yourself. That's a good answer right there, Scott. I'm, I'm, pretty, pre- I'm pretty impressed with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, doing ministry in, in any length of time is is, you know, says a lot about who you are and, and what you're trying to do. Being a minister in one place says a lot about who you are and how long you're staying in one place. Mm-hmm. And then doing a youth ministry in one place is that's, you know, you and I were talking this morning about, you know, nowadays we're having elders that are part of mm-hmm. um, elderships. You know, now it's getting ready to come to the time where people that we were uh, youth ministers, you know, all together, they're getting to the point where they're going to be old enough to be elders and how that dynamic may change even more because, of having people who have been youth ministers and staying in one place. And Scott's just a model of that, of, of how he's been able to work. And, and I understand that feeling, Scott, that you had of, you know, at times you just want to press that button and go and look for a different place, or maybe you shouldn't, but, you know, uh, I, I'm just for one happy you stayed up there and, and you've been that constant, you know, uh-huh. I can say beacon. Is that a good word to use? Beacon, beacon in that Decatur area. He is the summit of the North Alabama. The summit of North Alabama. <laughs> By the way, our, uh, our uh, our our bulletin is called the Beltline Beacon. Oh, see, look at that. Look at look, look, yes, yeah. Not that I remembered that from when I was there. He <laughs> read it for the show. I'm still, I'm still joking. <laughs> <laughs> he did not. I'm kidding. I didn't. He didn't. Really. Oh, but no, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, we're we're just glad that you had some time and and you got one of one of our students up there with you right now. Apparently, he you know he needs to make sure he does his homework. So make sure he's doing his homework while he's up there with you. Go to class, well, chapel, things like that. He's a good kid, so I try to take care, take care of him. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, um, you know, I know we're asking. You didn't ask for all this. I got to ask for this. Uh, you'll be coming down here for the um, internship ministry fair, um, uh, ministry internship fair. Um, speaking on talking about internships, managing them, and ministering to them, and also to, as they minister to your youth group to the congregation. Um, what advice, um, Scott, could you give to um, our students? Um, right now that that are looking into getting into that and see like can you give like a 30 to 60 second sort of a sort of a this is what you should do this is what you look forward to kind of a thing i'm curious if you could do that for real quick for the student but also for the youth minister looking for maybe even if he's looking for the first time uh, you want to find someone who is is outgoing and involved in things one of the things i like to look at when i interview and you know you hear about college transcripts and kids working about, you know, these extracurriculars, uh, there are huge things that stand out to me when I'm talking with them uh, of what they're involved in. Uh, mm-hmm. That says a lot about who they are. Um, and the biggest thing I would encourage is realize you're going to walk into the best, worst job you could ever have because there are days where nobody wants our job <laughs> and then there are days where everybody says they want it. Uh, mm-hmm. And so with that understanding, um, realize sleep is going to be at a minimum majority of the time. Uh, but the idea is you are trying to touch eternity by reaching out to as many kids as you can uh, to have that influence on them. Uh, because when I get interns, my goal is to have someone who is half my age so that they can relate to the teenagers some of the same, same things that I'm trying to relate to them. But coming from someone younger, uh, it has more validity to them, if that makes sense. I, I bet now, since since you know we're all older, it's easier to get people half your age. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why he does that. I do it to him. Shoot, we're all the same age. We're all about well, you're not, but Steve <laughs> <laughs> Wages is calling us right now. Send the voice. Yeah, Dr. Wages is sitting us. Um, uh, Jonathan Morrison said. Um, uh, yeah. oh, no. Jonathan, you just joined in late. He actually has already talked about the North Alabama flag football tournament. That's oh, what he was on here for. Funny. And you actually got other people that are that are joining in on this uh, chat room, uh, Scott, Good. to tell you, hey, I mean, you're like a famous person. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a legend in my own mind, huh? <laughs> Scott, we do appreciate you coming by, and um, and let's continue to, to promote this, and we'll continue to promote this till till it occurs. All right, thanks, and I look forward to coming to the internship fair. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. All right, y'all have a great day. All right, you, you too. too. Take care. That Bye. is Scott Bailey, the youth minister up in Decatur, Alabama, at the Beltline Congregation. Love that, man. He, uh, uh, you know, we were in school together, spent time together, you know, with the, the, uh, the mm-hmm. team that won, you know, a lot of things. The social club that won a lot. Moving on to the next game. <laughs> What's wrong? You don't want to talk about that now, do you? When I was here, we won Jamboree, and I'm pretty sure we won a couple of years. So that was before y'all. I was going to say that was before. I know, I know. It wasn't that far before y'all. But oh, man. Definitely. We have a show to do here. Yeah. So. Definitely love Scott. And, and yeah, one thing that great. we brought up with him, and that's kind of leading into our talk here today, is, you know, last week when we talked about, you know, having ministry out and, and going and doing all these things and, and sticking with them. Um, it takes it kind of leads us into our discussion today about taking commitment to to have the, the longevity, yeah, to have the longevity of doing ministry and not just ministry but commitment in general. And, and we've been seeing a lot of this, especially with things that have been talked about um, with college football coaches. You know, um, uh, apparently coming out this week, and we'll talk more about this, I'm sure, um, in, in in the college football set, uh, session uh, of this show. Um, Jim McElwain, you know, maybe exaggerated some things uh, on his in his news conference on Monday, and, and it kind of led us to discussion about you know letting your yes be yes and your no be no, right, and these right. things like this, and and just this yeah. commitment thing in general. Yeah, that's a good that's a good place to start. I think um, I'm sending Steve Wages a text. Oh my goodness! This, oh, you want me to keep you want me to keep talking here? I mean, this should be fun. Um, you know. When we're sitting in here and we're talking about commitment, you know, it, it starts with our whole life as Christians when you're talking about, um, you know, you make this commitment to follow Christ. You know, one thing is as youth ministers, when we're talking to teenagers and people who are younger than that, we're trying to explain to them, 
you know, if you're like me, Paul, and, and you and a lot of other kids, you know, you grew up going to church, you've understood about um, what it takes for salvation, about baptism and everything like this, and you've heard it all your life. So when they're six, seven, eight years old, and you're like, oh, let's go and do all of this, well, of course you want to do it because they know they need to do it. But trying to teach them and understand the um, the commitment. Oh, that was cool. I heard echoes. That's awesome. Um, the commitment that that is involved with all that. I don't know if you can do that actually with that phone right now because it has to get through. That's wonderful. <laughs> it has to get through for talk shoes. Uh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so, uh, but it starts this whole thing with your walk as a Christian of having the commitment to do what needs to be done. Yeah, and commitment comes in different different levels of life. You know, we talk about it being a part of life, mm-hmm. but also ministry, and as you said, sports. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of where our discussion is going today is is about the different levels of of commitment uh, per um, how that all works. And so, um, and so I think we start with this, and I'll never forget this. Um, uh, years ago, I was at I worked at the Maryville Church of Christ mm-hmm. for a little while, and uh, Dan Chambers was the the preacher there. Love that man dearly, uh, good friend of mine. Um, but he, he he preached a sermon once about about favors and be, and committed to doing favors, and uh, that if a person says I have a favor to ask, and and he would always say, well, let me hear it first, and I'll tell you if I can. Yeah, you know, and I thought. I never thought the concept of that in a sermon would work, but but it does go back to the letter ASBS and UWO. We know because when you make a commitment, you need to stick to it, and if you can't do it, then you, you need to put yourself in a position where you can say no. Um, as I was writing that thought on the board and uh, the show notes and everything, I kept thinking, "Oh, Stephanie was here. Um, she would certainly <laughs> say this is a person that does not know how to say no." Um, <laughs> And, and I've, I honestly, I've learned more about that um, over the past few years, um, seven actually, um, as I, I as I am being mentored by a great group of elders um, that have helped me and, and help our family along the way, and, and and how I do ministry and things like that. So, um, but but I, the point I'm trying to make here is, when people ask, "Can you do a favor for me?" Never go out there and just say, "Oh yes, I can." Then you're going to hear this astronomical crazy request. And you're like, oh, I don't know if I can. You know, so uh, can, can you do me a favor? Well, let's hear what you have, and I'll see if I can. That's actually pretty smart because so, you yeah. and I are both bad at uh, just doing what we'll say. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. yeah well, can, can I do a favor? Can yeah. Um, can you just come move my house? Yeah. Sure. I'll, I'll just pick up and move your house for you. I mean, we moved, moved it a full millimeter. Yeah. Jonathan Morrison says this, um, says that uh, the chicken is dedicated to breakfast. The pig is committed. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Yes, yeah, he's willing to give it everything that he has. And, you know, and when we're talking about ministry and we're talking about um, the ministry job in general is a huge commitment, not just on the person involved in in ministry. There's a lot of jobs that commitment is required of the person that right. that does the job that is working. Mm-hmm. Ministry is involves much more than just the preacher, the youth minister, the college minister, whoever it can be, the associate minister, whatever else, even down to the song leader. Um, that commitment in, is in, involves and includes more than just you, the individual. Right. And like you right. said, if Stephanie was here, she'd probably have a lot to sit here and, and to say about it because it involves the whole family, not just even the wife, but even down to the kids. Right. That's true. And, um, and that kind of gets us to the the separations of the three we talked about, which is the ministry, life, and sports. And we do start, I mean, you really need to start with the life part. Sure. I mean, because um, the family came before the job, so to speak. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes um, some guys uh, are, are kind of, you know, they graduate, they're, they're not married, they're not engaged, they, they get right into ministry, and then the family does come second. So uh, in the timeline, not in mm-hmm. priorities. Sure. Don't, don't misunderstand me. But um, but I think when your commitment starts, um, especially with your family, you make a commitment to the um, the woman you marry, or uh, if our ladies are, are watching the show, which I hope you are, um, the man you marry. And um, Brooks watching, and there is uh, awesome. That's great, yeah, perfect. So so you make a commitment to this person, and when you talk about golf, sometimes in here, mm-hmm. um, when you commit to this person, um, you need to make sure that you you don't make it. You don't make it lightly, and it's important. You know, when you go to college, you, I mean, you date a few people because mm-hmm. because the, it may not be the right match. When you find that match, 
you need, and you make that commitment, um, it's a lifelong commitment, John. And um, Well, I think what you were hitting at right there, Paul, is getting the priorities it comes down to putting the priorities in the right spot. And you said it needs to start with life, even though you may have already had the job prior to getting married or whatever. It has to start with life. It has to start with your family. And a lot of people that you and I know have crashed um, in ministry, in family life, and, and with their kids, within different things because of priorities being out of whack. Right. And and putting that family first that needs to go there first if if you don't have that family first, you could be the best minister in the world that's right. out there. But if you're falling apart at home, it's kind of like the old story of Eli, mm-hmm. you know, and, and being that high priest of God. And then his sons, you know, he's busy doing God's work and his sons are busy doing um, Satan's work. You know, right. we put in that, right. in, that, in that phraseology in there. and um, Which kind of goes into the next area about that when it comes to youth ministers specifically, and even pulpit ministers, really any minister. And that is... Um, the divide between, you know, our kids and youth group kids. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I've literally had the conversation with, with Lainey about this when, when I'll, she'll be in, I'll have a devotional. It's weird. And I know a lot of guys have your kids are in your youth group. I, I'm now at that point where my kid is in my youth group. And I'll, I'll talk to the youth group kids, and I'll, I'll talk about how you're, you're my kids, you're my kids. And later she'll come to me. I'm your and she'll say, she'll say, what exactly did you mean by that? I'm like, well, because... You know, family God, they're, they're, you're my kids. I'm a youth minister. Right. But but I, and I tell her, I said, baby, you're always my kid. And um and and some of my kids are probably watching this uh, from the youth group. So and I think they know, they get it. You know, family is family. Um and I love I love Stephanie. I love my wife. I love my kids. Um but let's face it, the family of God is gonna is gonna hopefully be in the same category of, of them when it comes to heaven and being together and going to heaven together and. And so um, I think that that's something we need to communicate. But but I'm like, you know, Lainey, you're my little girl, you know, and you're always going to be my daughter. And um, and this is tough to admit here, but I'm like, but she is. She is going to be my number one. Sure. I mean, she's my kid. She should. And um, she and Tyler are, are, you know, let's say, you shouldn't have favorites in youth group. Sorry, got two. Uh, yeah. Because they're mine. Yeah. They're mine. No, absolutely. You know, and, 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 but here's the deal, and this may be a whole other show for another time. How do you divide that? How do you how do you um, favorably do this? And I'll call on the kids to do something. And and I know he's not watching this right now, but but she um, better not. She better I, know, school. I know, I know. <laughs> but if kids raise their hands, I almost never will call Lenny first. Yeah, I get that. No, I mean, I'm I, like yeah, that. Okay, you know, now she's the only one. I'm like, sure, Lenny, what's up? Sure. And then, um, but but she's not one of those all the time, all the time, all the time. You know, she's she's very equally. Well, I was, I was like that yeah. with Caitlin too. Yeah. When 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 I was and when she was in the youth group and I was the youth minister, a good friend of mine, Sean Meckling, that I grew up with back in Jacksonville, and uh, you may have actually been there when probably yeah when <laughs> went back at um, back at West Gannett when you were in the Navy. Yeah. He would have been there at this time, and his dad would have been there. Dad mm-hmm. was an elder at West Gannett for part of the time. Cool. And um, he uh, um, we played football together and everything. He said this: you got to prioritize your priorities. Ooh, I like that a lot. Yeah, and you got to prioritize your priorities, and that's yeah. that is it. It is it is difficult in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody, um, I'm gonna let you say the last name because you got it right last time. Oh, Perry. Cody Perry. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Welcome back, bud. My wife's love for God draws us closer together in our ministry. It brings a great second perspective to that's everything awesome. we do, and that's, that's and awesome. that's what we're talking about yeah. of trying to keep things in the right perspective. Because mm-hmm. let's put it this way, let me tell you something. Um, jobs come and go. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's very rare that you have like what our guest was just on earlier, Scott Bailey, who has been at um, at Decatur for I mean, I guess it's close seventeen, if if not more. See here, we were in it's there together. Nine. It's almost twenty, 20 years. eight, nineteen, twenty years. You know, when when he was right. there, um, it's rare. Mm-hmm. It's rare that you've been at a place here. Now you've been at you've been at university here for over seven years. Mm-hmm. That's rare in ministry, especially within youth ministry. But one thing that's always going to be there. Is that family? That's true, and, and you've got to have that. That's true. And before your job, before that, is getting that and having that commitment to your wife that says, you know what? Even if this costs me my job, my family must come first. Right. And every eldership needs to know that when you sit down with them for that first interview. Absolutely. Um, I'm coming here and I'm working here, um, but you are hiring me. You are not hiring my family. But we all are still going to be sheep among the flock, and I need for y'all to treat us like you would everybody else. And that's tough to do. Mm-hmm. It's tough for an eldership to look at a guy who we're paying him a certain salary 
to sit in the pew, but he's doing more than that. I'm telling you right now, the guys that are doing it right yep. um, are giving their, their, I wouldn't say literally, but blood, sweat, and tears. Yep. Tears, definitely. Yep. Uh, hopefully not blood, um, but definitely sweat and tears into the work. Um, you know, so, so, so treat them. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to prag on my elders and I'm going to try not to get too emotional about this. Um, I, I am in, I am blessed and I'm in a situation where my guys love us and uh, go to extremes to, um, to show us that and to, to help us when, when we're in need. And so um, it's, um, it's, it's, a, it's a blessing. It is. It, it, and, and, you know, maybe this is something we can bring on uh, with our good friend Dale at, at sometimes talk about some of these things because he's doing a lot with hiring, uh, helping people get hired and finding jobs. He's always been doing these things for years of, uh, the best at it. of having um, um, understanding and helping elderships understand about who they're hiring when they're hiring people. Right. That is, yes, you got the youth minister's wife or you got the minister's wife and you got their family and stuff like this, but you know what? You're only paying one salary. That's true. <laughs> and, and, and it's hard. And that mm-hmm. minister needs to be dedicated. By the way, say hi to your wife. Hi. Oh, hey. Yes. We're talking about you, Steph. We are. Um, don't go back a <laughs> Don't go back a lot. This one. <laughs> no, Paul's going to be in trouble tonight. But of understanding that this is what um, has to take place. Um, oh, Louise Jones put this in there. You've got to work hard at getting your family to heaven as you do your youth group, church family, et cetera, and vice versa. It's hard. It's a hard balance, so rewarding when it's done right. And, and her dad, you know, mm-hmm. minister, been a minister for, for years, I think probably all their life. All right. Um, with her and her sisters of everything that they've gone through. And mm-hmm. so, uh, and Cody did say that sometimes youth ministry does bring blood. That is so true. Yeah. <laughs> that is so true. Uh, and, and then, you know, this last little thing though, before, as we get into this thing and kind of move it over to what we're going to really talk about with college football, there is life activities. Yeah. In yeah. your life that you have in sports for, for your kids mm-hmm. that are in youth groups and things like this, you know, there are commitments to things. There are, uh, and one thing I'd like to touch on, if you don't mind, um, before we do that, was, was the the ministry part of it. Yeah. Um, with the job is, um, you know, some guys interview for the sake of interviewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, do some research. If you don't think that there's a, a chance of you or your wife being happy at a certain location, don't take it. Don't even go. Don't yeah. talk. Don't call. What's the point? You know, do what's best for your family, and don't 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 do it for know. money either. Yeah, no, no. Um, don't do it for the money. Be sorely um, upset. Yeah, you're going to find yourself very disappointed and having to compromise, and and um, that's not what God wants. That's so. one thing, Paul, that I don't think that we talk a lot about because you know people are interested in jobs and people are, people need to understand that. And, and some people take it personal, and so I kind of want to talk about this other thing. Mm-hmm. Some people take it personal when they interview for a job, they may not get it. Oh, they don't like me. What's wrong with me? Sometimes it isn't a good fit. Right. Because they're right. making a commitment to you and you're making a commitment to them and right. they're not looking for six month commitment. They're looking for we want you here. I mean, you know, we've been in, in interviews processes before with, with elderships and they sit there and say, Now we're looking for you to be here, we want your family to set up here and this is what we're looking for for all these years. You, you apparently you apparently applied in a deep south top congregation. <laughs> never heard anyone speak quite like that. I don't know. I just wanted to pull the Bill Clinton um, out in there. But, you know, they are. They're, they're wanting this. Yeah. And be willing, uh, you know, if you're not willing to do that, if you know, look, not look, uh, you're just here because I need some food on the plate, and as soon as I get a better job, I'm out of here. I, I'd almost rather you tell me that. I hate that. Than, than to sit there. If you know it's not a good fit, like you said, pull it. Mm-hmm. Pull it. Well, it goes back to the commitment issue. If you're going if you're going to a place, you need to be committed to it, um, and that kind of goes back to the whole spur of my side when it comes to um, the stepping stone, stepping place. When it comes to, read that, to jobs, read and, that. <laughs> and I'm gonna be a youth minister, and so I want a real job to preach. And I'm like, oh, that's funny because that's what Cody just talked about here in, uh, in the chat. Man, I need to meet this guy. I love his comments. Yeah, you know, it is. It's not a comment. It's not a comment. It's not a stepping stone. And we've said this plenty of times. If you want to be a youth minister, be a youth minister and do it. If you want to be a preacher, if that's your goal, go be a preacher and be the best that you possibly can. And Cody Peary from the – that's a really good point. Yeah. Uh, Do the best you can with all that. But Cody makes the comment about – he's from the youth minister at Farns Boulevard. Shout out. Um, If you're in the area, go by and visit him. 
great guy. He says he gets awesome things. Um, is don't abandon um, your situation because what happens is people are affected by that. You know, children are affected by that. And um, especially when they're having to get to know a new youth ministry every other year, um, after a while, you, you're hurting the children, you're hurting the congregation, and you're hurting, uh, obviously, yourself mm-hmm. and your reputation. And, um, I mean, I would hate to have to go to a place where they've had, you know, four or five youth ministers over the past four or five years. How do you build relationships with those kids that are thinking, I got trust issues now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, a, when are you leaving, you know, and they won't get close to you. Mm-hmm. And they won't respect you uh, because in the past, and it's so, so hard to, to have to do that. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever had to follow um, a, a guy or a string of people. I don't think. I don't remember that. Uh, not where I thought it affected our ministry. Mm-hmm. So, um, so um, commitment to job is important. Um, you know, sometimes I guess a move, a move is necessary. I get that. Uh, I know we made um, my, my family, speaking for me, uh, we moved from Maryville to, back to Alabama. Mostly was because you know my dad was sick. Um, we had got gotten more sick, and so we came back down. Um, uh, and, and I left a lot of people, people we loved. And, um, and I'm, I'm just gonna say that the Stephanie was there too. And we left a really awesome house. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we lived in Seymour, Alabama, or Seymour, Tennessee. So and, you're right up there in the mountain. Yeah, we were right next to the Pigeon Forge. I'm just saying. Um, and, and there were some, some good kids and some great fire. adults and some good people. Um, but we moved, and, and um, man, that, that orange power tea, man, uh, I just, it, it got me. But, um, but I've still got lifelong friends because of that experience, but came back to Alabama. But the point I'm trying to make here is when you go to a place, you don't anticipate, hopefully you don't anticipate just moving away. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you're, you are committed to the situation, and when people start seeing your commitment to it, then, then you start to not have to worry so much about, uh, about uh, wonder this or wonder that or respect this or respect that. Um, and I'll, I'll say this too, and again, bless, bless, bless. Um, I, I'm at the point now where I feel like I'm a lot more comfortable in saying things in the pulpit sometimes and, and from, and from you know, with my kids and with my parents. I mean, the fact is I'm the age of a lot of my parents. So, you know, I mean, it, it is what it is. It doesn't mean I'm yep. super old. It, I'm just saying, you know, you get to that point, you're going to get to that point. And I, I'm, my stuff sounds off. Is it? Something's off. Yeah, something's got kind of Um So, anyway, we just need to um, – I'm in and out. Uh, we need to uh, just, just keep keep in mind about the ministry to the family. Um, ministry to the family uh, is important. Ministry to the job is important. Um, and uh, I'm just uh, – the sound was going in and out of the ears. I don't know why. I have to check this. Jeremy Robert says this. Uh, I've been turned down for jobs in the past. At the time, it disappointed me, but now looks back and knows that um, it wasn't the right fit. It was God had better things, and sometimes it does come into right. trust God, trust God in, in these things and, and what you do. And you go talking. Let me fix you for you. I'll fix you. Am, am I talking okay? Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. Um. I don't get too deep into the into the specifics of it, but as far as um, it's not a fate thing. It's a, no, I'm not hearing anything right here. If that doesn't matter, I'm good. Okay, that's awesome. I love this. This is good. Um, it's weird. Um, is the fact that uh, we um, make choices, make decisions, and 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 um, I don't want to have to go with the whole the whole army theme, being a navy guy. But here's the deal: we do need to be all we can be, and and to uh, to be committed to the job and the commercials. So it be is what it is. All that you can be. Find your future in the RV. That's <laughs> like I said, sports. Um, I, I know you'd like to spend a lot of time talking about Florida, but um, let's. Uh, We're not going to yet. <laughs> We're not going to yet. But with commitment to ministry, commitment to, commitment to family, but also um, to your shirt. To, uh, Please keep close on. Um, uh, also, with sports, uh, and we are getting into our sports talk. But but before we do that, there is the the, um, the commitment to team. And I think when we think about college football, we think of uh, the commitments and and guys that say, "I'll play for this team and I'll play for that team." And then they decommit. And um, there've been talk about, and there have been talks about changing the dates of signing day um, because of that to try to get them. Once you sign that line, you're you're kind of in. Um, and so. Um, and then I'm reminded of, speaking of commitment, 
I'm reminded of, of um, just from the Alabama's perspective, which I, you must admit, you have to admit, I mm-hmm. give a whole lot of love for Alabama as far as the talk because I try to keep it balanced. But um, uh, the fact is, the national championship game last year. Yep. Um, I think that looking back, I wish Saban would have just kept Lane Kelly there. Kiffin? Lane Kelly. Lane <laughs> Kiffin. We need to find this Lane Kelly here. No, and bring him Lane in. Kelly, no, she knows. She knows. <laughs> That's not her last name anymore. Villarreal. Hey, Lane. Uh, I don't know why I said that. Uh, Lane Kiffin. Uh, and he should um, he should have just kept him in there with all the baggage because that's what they know. And that, too, um, uh, it wasn't going to help uh, or increase uh, Jalen Hurts' passing game because um, it still hasn't got any better. But it's uh, <laughs> my thought. But you put in Sarkeesian. Of course, you had him there for um, for uh, half the season. Most of the season? Yeah, uh, yeah. Sark, Sarkeesian, um, up in the, in the booth as an analyst. Um, and then uh, all of a sudden you put him in there and give him a job. Honestly, I was hoping this was going to be a good fit. And then he he says, you know, I'm out of here after the game's over. You know, you lose the game, he's gone. Um, and goes to Atlanta. I want to see what a bust that's become. So uh, <laughs> so I think you see a, a trend. Yeah, thanks of, a lot for my If you're not committed, it, it, it affects things. It does. So I, that's just my, my two cents on that. Well, it is. And, and that's where the arguments come in. And I know the NCAA has talked about different things of, of you know, if a coach bolts you know, what's going to happen? You know, if, if a cult, uh, you know, do you, the kids have to stay committed to their university, but then but the coaches don't have to. Yes. It's not fair. Um, it, it's, it's just not fair at all. Fair. And so it, it's, it's one of those things where you want the commitment, you, you preach commitment to your team, you preach commitment to your players and, and you want them to love their thing. But then the university can come back and be like, Peace out, bro. For a million or two million, you'd think they'd be a little more committed. Serious money, I'd be man. committed. I, look. Some serious money. University of Florida, if, if you want me to coach, uh, you pay me $1 million, I'll come coach. I, I'll give you a great deal. Probably give me half a million. I'll come be your coach and give you a great deal. <laughs> well, the deal is – especially when it comes to commitment, you need to be committed. Once you make that commitment, be committed to your team mm-hmm. and to give your best to sh- show leadership. And, you know, when it comes to leadership, any true leader is, can be, is a good follower and understand sometimes the responsibilities change um, and the, the hands change when it comes to that. So mm-hmm. um, now what, what do you do in the case of, um, I'm not trying to pick on anybody, I'm not being mean or whatever. Um, but when you, you become one of these, Man, I'm going to hurt a, a fan base if I say this. Say it. Uh, you can hurt me. No. Um, uh, UMass. Oh, that, I don't, nobody's a UMass fan. Okay, so uh, if UMass? you were – I'm just trying to pick a team that hasn't won many games. FAU. They're like one and with Lane, seven with Lane or something. Kiffin. No, he's like four and three or something. Oh, great. So, anyway, um, if you don't win many games, what makes a, a, a player committed the whole year long? How do you keep that going when, when you're not winning and you go into a stadium and you're like, we're probably going to lose this game, but at least our school gets a million dollars. You know, I, I talked to Khalil last night about that very thing. If you watch our show on Monday, you know, Khalil joined us for like five minutes. Um, he plays football here at Faulkner. He's one of the punters on the team. And with NAIA, the way it's set up, basically, because um, they have the playoff, you know, a legit playoff, not just taking the top four teams. It's a legit playoff. And right. so you got to win your conference or you got to win these things to be able to get in or to be high enough up and get an at-large bid with their – and if anybody understands where Faulkner plays in their – in the conference they play in, they actually probably play in the toughest conference um, in in most of, of – They of play a ranked team every week. Yes. In the NAIA. Yes. Top 10. yes. And if you've never watched NAIA play – football yes there are some schools that are just but a lot of these players are players that for some odd reason whether it's an academic issue whether it was a discipline issue played at alabama mississippi state florida state this is just people that have been on the team here at faulkner and so these are d1 prospects and so they're playing against each other and so it's it's good games good people but i talked to him last night about it because because of that lost uh, that lost that last game they played against uh southeastern um it basically, for all intents and purposes, unless Southeastern just, just croaks the rest of the way through, it has eliminated them from contention. 
And so I asked them, I said, are y'all going to come out fired up to play tomorrow? Well, actually, they left this morning early. Mm-hmm. And they said, he did. He said, it's tough, but, you know, they're fired up. They're ready to stay committed to this season and go all the way through. Mm-hmm. That's important mm-hmm. to keep that going all year long. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's definitely important. Um, and that's the point we're trying to make here is being committed, whether you win or lose, that you continue to work towards that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you got to practice. Okay, and you got to practice. You got to stick to it, and and because um, if you don't, then you're not going to win. You're not going to be able to apply yourself right. to your fullest potential if you don't prepare for that. Um, and even those that do win, I mean, uh, act like you've been there before, right? And, and so I appreciate. Um, again, I'm sorry. This is just the day for this, but I appreciate the fact that when Alabama goes into the end zone, which is pretty often, um, what's the end zone? That um. Exactly. That's my point. Uh, is, is that, you know, they don't make a big deal. No one's throwing flags on celebrations. I mean, they, they celebrate together. Nobody's sticking their fingers in the right. You said that, not me, but you're right, they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they go back to their sideline and do their thing. Act like you've been there before, um, regardless. And mm-hmm. It's about commitment. It's about heart. It is. And so, heart. you know, heart. Tim Tebow. Told you. <sighs> Good. I love him. So that leads us to our top five games for this week coming up here. We got we got some interesting games. We got some games um, that yeah. they're taking up. Five really good ones. Five really really good games, and one that I'm out of the five. I'm sure that nobody really thinks is all that, but we're going to talk about because we're not paying all that because Georgia is number three in the nation, probably. <laughs> but you got some interesting games. Let's kind of start bottom up here. I, I figured that. Yeah, first. yeah. Because uh, I actually, and we can talk about Penn State, Ohio State last, because that's that's the game of the week. It I is. think when you, when you look is. at it, is it's game game day there too. Is game day there? I mean, why wouldn't they? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> That'd be. Um, but NC State Notre Dame. This is a game I don't think anybody would have looked at any any time. But you got NC State beating Florida State, which may or may not be a big thing. There's Notre Dame, I think, is a whole lot better than even when they were when they played Georgia. Yeah. And I think that's going to be very interesting. And Notre Dame is sitting on that outside looking in of that top four, and, you know, they're the team that everybody hates, and they love to hate them, but they may be the team that pops up in there. Yeah. Um, NC State's having a great year. They are having a great and year. last year was, was okay. So mm-hmm. they were, we were told they'd have a great year. Mm-hmm. And so um, they're going to go in there and compete. Um, I don't think um, – I don't see it as a blowout, uh, obviously. I think it's going to be a close game. I think so, too. Notre um, Dame, I think, I think if I remember reading, said they were seven-and-a-half-point favorite. Hmm. And the Notre game. Dame is? Yep. Okay. Which kind of shocks me. I don't think it. I, I think I don't think Notre Dame covers. I think it's a close game in there. Okay. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I don't think Notre Dame. What's covers. the over under? Is there a lot? Of I didn't there? remember looking at that. I didn't remember looking at that. I just quickly grabbed the grabbed. The I bet. I bet it's high. It probably. What do you is. think? I would think so. Um, I feel like a thirty-one twenty-eight kind of thing. Probably. I tell you one thing: if that game's not high scoring, the next two games will probably be high scoring. <laughs> That we're going to look yes, at and talk yes, about in here. Yes. No defense. And maybe not 12. a lot of spread. Big 10. 12. Between the two. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't oh, think, yeah. I don't see. Uh, mm, sorry. There may be one blowout in, uh, on the board. Mm-hmm. TCU, Iowa State. I, I don't think the Oklahoma State West Virginia game will be a blowout either way. No, no, I don't either. Yeah. I don't either. Oh, you're talking about. Oh, sorry. You're so mean. I'm sorry. You know, I'm right. <sighs> I hope it doesn't happen, but. Let's talk. Let's let's let the, the, our listening audience and watching audience. Let's let's clue them in on what we're talking about here. Um, <laughs> not that I'm just saying. Okay, so basically, I wish Ferris Austin, which this is the first time I think this has ever happened, but um, I'm actually going to pick uh, Notre Dame to win this game this weekend. Uh, they are at home, and um, NC State is having a great season, and they're going to compete, and it's going to be close. But I think Notre Dame wins it out in the end. I think so too. I, I think Notre Dame is the team that is going. And then Tyler Brassville just talked about something here, and we'll get to it when we talk about the Penn State-Ohio State thing. Um, I do think, to me, Notre Dame is the is the is the the, the pebble in everybody's shoe that bugs the fire out of them, and that's going to be them this year for the for the playoff. They are right there and going to you talk about Notre Dame on that, yes, okay, and going to mess up things, yes. Well, you know, a lot of people say Miami has a shot. And the fact is, they Miami, do. of course, they do. Also, is on Notre Dame's schedule, so that'll be a great game. To see that would be a great one. They also got to play Clemson at some point. Notre Dame does? No, uh, Miami. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, that that'll be an interesting, absolutely turn of event. Uh, Iowa State's made a name for themselves this year, John, um, and it looks like they're hosting uh, TCU. What do you think? 
it, I think this is TCU's hiccup game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think this is their hiccup game. Iowa State really impressed me with how they played Oklahoma. I was really shocked at how they play it. TCU should win this game. TCU should win this game. Hear me now. But I am saying upset alert. Watch out for Iowa State. And no offense. Sorry, T-Brass. Um, I think that uh, that Oklahoma will, will um, um, share with you the fact that it could be a hiccup game. Yep. Uh, so there's that. Um, yeah, I think TCU wins this game. Uh, I don't think it's a blowout. I think um, I would assume the line is probably, I'd say, nine and a half points. Mm-hmm. And I would say that they, I'd say the, the to, to cover that, I think they'll cover that. I think they can win by 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it's going to be a tour at the end of the game. I think it, they keep it pretty close. Brett, uh, we may have to block Brett. What do you say? UGA beats. Florida like a drum. Thanks, Brett. Appreciate it. Hey, um, we'll get that in just a few minutes. You wait till November twelfth. Um, you like Oklahoma State and West Virginia? I like that game because I think it's interesting because I want to see what Oklahoma State does. I mean, last week they barely get through with this Texas thing. West Virginia is putting up some points. I, I think Will Greer is putting himself as an outside shot at a Heisman at least in the conversation, in the conversation with it. And Will Greer, yeah. Yeah, seems kind of like you're kind of a Will Greer kind of fan. I've, I've been a Will Greer fan. I wasn't a fan for them getting rid of, rid of him at Florida. I hated all that. Oh, he was at Florida. Yeah, sounds like another quarterback that was at Florida that could be doing very – that did very well and won a Heisman, and now he's playing in the pros with Cam Newton. Um, oh, my goodness. Did he play a play for Florida? Yeah, he did. He was back up. So he didn't play at all. He did. He did. When we got our big lead, let him come in, score a couple. Why didn't you just keep him? Because I got rid of him because of the the the, the laptop ish incident. Oh, the microwave. That was a laptop. Yeah. Stole a laptop. Uh, should Oklahoma State win this game? Yes, Oklahoma State should win this game. But every time I've picked Oklahoma State to do well, it's been like they don't they don't win this game. Who doesn't? Uh, have you made your pick yet? What are you going to do? Uh, I think Oklahoma State should win it, yes. Are you ready? Oh, I love Tyler Brasco. Uh, I'll tell you why in a minute. Are you ready? Yeah. West Virginia wins the game. Really? West Virginia wins uh, by a field goal, maybe two. Wow. West Virginia wins this game. They're at home, and they got something to prove. They are tired of wow. being – They're tired of being um, – Second string to everybody else. Being a Big 12 telling this school. Calling it. Calling it. Wow. We've called a few here, and we've gotten them right. So that You probably wouldn't think. So Tyler says by upsets. OSU by 14. 14? Yes. No. No, 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 no. Yes. No. Yes. Um, we struggled against the weak uh, Texas team. There's no way. So which, which to the last two games should we talk about first? Uh... I mean, we live in the South, so let's go ahead and go with Penn State, Ohio State. Penn State, Ohio State. You started off. Uh, let, let me, let's just see some of the things that have said in here. Tyler has said if Ohio State beats Penn State, it could really mess things up for OU, who would like to stay under Ohio State unless Big 12 starts getting more credit. So because of that, he is, um, he is um, I say, go Knights, who say Nittany Lions. Um Let's let's put it this way. This is going to be an unbelievable game. This is going to make or break Penn State's year to decide, is Penn State really back after everything they've gone through from Joe Paterno, the Sandusky thing, all the way to some of the, you know, dealing with all that for the last few years. And and he is sitting up there. He has them ready to play. Going into the horseshoe, right? Mm-hmm. Is, that, is that, that what is this game correct. is that in is Ohio correct. State? That is correct. Um, wow. I mean, that's going to be an unbelievable atmosphere. I think Penn State controls the ball with Barkley, and I think they get it done by by controlling this game. Mm. Barrett still – look, I know he's got flashes, and, he, and Ohio State should be better and are sound in everything that they do, but I'm got, I've got to lean Penn State on this one. Because he's still my choice for the Heisman. What's your score? Oh, man, what's my score in this? 24 – 17, 24, 21, somewhere around there. Yeah. 
Penn State wins the game by 10. Um, look for Barrett to get hurt in this game. <laughs> I say that because uh, Penn State has something to prove, and um, they are a linebacker university. So um, they're going to be after him. Uh, defense is going to step up. Defense for Penn State has been pretty well. You may look at their schedule and say, well, they didn't play anybody. Well, they're going to show that they have now, and, uh, and they're tired of being you – know, they're number two, and they're, they're tired of being told, you know, you're there because you didn't play anybody. Well, we're playing somebody. We're going to show you how well we can play, mm-hmm. and they're going to be after Barrett. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for him. Yeah, I do, too. I'm serious. It's going it's to be rough. Ohio State still has not shown me anything to sit here back here and mm-hmm. say, ooh, 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 ooh. You know what I mean? And being a Bama fan who has watched um, Urban Meyer on the sidelines with uh, Ohio State and Florida, um, it doesn't pay me to see this happen. Ohio State goes down. Mm-hmm. Score. But, yeah, well, give me a score. By the way, Tyler said he forgives you for your OU comments. Sorry. What did I say about OU? Your anti-OU comment. But I'm not against OU. <laughs> what did I say? I said something. I did say – well, I said something. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. What's the score? The, the sound's missing in my ear, so I'm kind of thrown off a little bit. Um, 25-13. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. 25, 13. They're, right. they're going to own this game. All right. 2.30 10, Central 10 time. 10-10 and a half, though. 10-10 and a half. That's a tight one. That, yeah. I could see that. I could yeah. see that. Kind of like what – what um, oh, who did Penn State play and held, held – um, Barkley to like negative yards in the first half, and then he comes out in the second half. I, I can see you know yeah. like that taking place. Three mm-hmm. thirty Eastern time down in Jacksonville, the cocktail party. No, it's not the world's largest outdoor coke drinking party. Yes, it is. <clears throat> Christian broadcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> Georgia, Florida blowout or close game? Um, Georgia's way better than Florida this year. We give it credit for that. Yes. We're friends, right? We're friends. Will we be friends afterwards? Yes, we will. Blowout. Sorry. I'm sorry. Georgia has something to prove. And just think about it. If Florida could win the game, they'd win the game. But if Florida could win the game and, and make Georgia suffer, wouldn't they? Oh, they absolutely would. So Georgia would be the same thing. Uh, I think they win at least. Oh, you're going to hate me. Uh, I think they win this one. I love to know what the spread is. Do you know what the spread is? Mm-mm. I, I said they win by three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And I hate saying this. Mm-hmm. Easily. I'm not a betting man, but if I was, Ooh. three touchdowns. If they if they win by three touchdowns, mark it down. McElwain will be fired on Monday. I hope he's packing his bags and getting the boxes. Because there's already ready for, I think, as Feinbaum has said this week on his show and some of the other shows, I think uh, the divorce is coming between the Florida administration and and um, there's miscommunication and sure. McElwain. I think it is coming, mm-hmm. and um, his hot seat. Yeah, Brad is asking, is his seat that hot after this week? Yes, because of his comments of supposed death threats, team performance before that. No. Team performance before that, no. They, people were willing to give him another year. Yeah. Um, he was going to have to make some changes. This, what has taken place, and accusing people of death threats, and they're not there. In keeping with our theme for the day. Yeah. Um, if, you know, with the commitment thing, if you, were, if you were threatened, if your life was threatened, your family was threatened, would you not tell your boss? Absolutely, you would. But I'm not going to give details about that. Absolutely. Why would you say that if it's not – because the only reason why you don't show the proof mm-hmm. – it just sounds like there's no proof. Brett, I would encourage you to go read the University of Florida statement yeah. that they made after the after Monday's Very, um, very thing. telling. It was very telling of how they sit with him and how – I don't think they're happy with him Not right pretty. now. Not pretty at all. And there's already rumors about uh, Oregon State, which you said Lane Kiffin's got rumors with Oregon State too. Blake Barrett is there. He is the quarterback for mm-hmm. – uh, on staff – on staff, you know, as a student. Mm-hmm. Uh, quarterback there, um, both – no. Yeah, Lane Kiffin, yeah. What happened was McElwain recruited him. He came to Alabama mm-hmm. uh, while he was there, mm-hmm. coached him. So he has a reason to go there. When he left, Lane Kiffin, Kiffin. came in as OC, then um, obviously spent time with him. So, yeah, they both have that connection. Uh, the question is, the race is which one gets it. I, I think McElwain. I, I would say McElwain <laughs> over, over that. Oh, yeah. 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 Because I, I think what will happen is when people look at McElwain and his – 
career at Florida. Yes, he has a great record, but it's ugly. It's an ugly record of how they got to it. Yeah. And if he loses by 21 points, like you're saying, he will. to Georgia, I, I, I see him gone. In all reality, do you see it any differently? I mean, I know you love your, your Gators. I get it. This is Florida, Georgia, and there's something within me that I think Florida is going to step up. Florida is going to step up. Is it going to be pretty? No, but it's going to be like a 17-16, 18-14, some weird score like that in there. I think Florida is going to step up and sit back and be like, no, 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 because those defensive backs, and they could may maybe eating their words this week, they don't have a lot of respect for Fromm because even though he's being good at a quarterback, everything he's been doing, they've been saying when they see on films, is short, it's oh, it's man. easy passing. and Well, uh, there ain't nothing like a rivalry. No, no you're right. No, you're right. So I'm going to go. I'm going to stick with my Gators. I'm you. going for it. Go Gators! Yeah. And we may lose, but we'll see. It'll be fun. I'll actually record it. I may delete it as soon as it's over. Was on? <laughs> Hold on, Paul. <laughs> well, Paul. Well, John. I think we've come to the end of our show. I think so. Thank you for visiting us here in the jungle uh, for the John and Paul <laughs> show, the John and Paul radio show, brought to you by adventuresinministry.com. Don't forget the internship fair on the 7th. Shoot me an email, psperlin at fodder.edu to get registered for that. This is John Podine. I'm Paul Sperl, and this has been the show. We'll see you Monday for Monday Night Live. Thank you, and have a great week. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today.